0: Welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co host Vincent Byrne as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas.
1: Hello and welcome to the nineteenth episode of Your Mind Is Trying to Kill You podcast. I'm your host Alexander Megas, and I'm your co-host Vincent Byrne. And today, here, and uh, I mean, when I say here is, I mean where I am, but where Vincent is as well, uh, is July fifth. We just passed July fourth, which everyone knows for the Americans is a uh, really huge holiday it's the day of independence and i mean celebrating independence is very pertinent what we do here Mm. but it's a different kind of independence you see we're celebrating the real independence which is to say you're only independent if you can free your mind every day is potentially independence day That's right. Exactly. As, as it should be, you know, a really good friend of mine said to me, he's been prompting me to watch the, all the superhero (laughs) movies, right. That are so popular. And um, specifically he goes, this is what he said to me. He said, you have to watch the Captain America movies. I said, what, w- why? Well, he says, you know, you being a conspiracy theorist, uh, you would totally relate because it's all about that kind of stuff that you talk about. And I said, excuse me, it is Mr. Conspiracy Theorist to you, sir. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you uh, defamate my character or as I say, defecate my character. That's my, uh, which is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot more of a, you know, it's just, it's got oomph. You say it's it, if you say defamation of character, it's too polite, and it doesn't mm. really talk about what exactly happened. I mm. call it defecation of character.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, and and you know, I, of course, I, I claim the trademark on this because no one else has said it. So there you go. So Captain America, then. So so did you watch it? No. <laughs> but but you know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch it, but okay. every time someone starts talking about superheroes to me, which specifically in America they are really worshiped. I would say superheroes is some kind of a religion. You know, starting from Superman and the, uh, Spider-Man or whatever, Batman, all these men, <laughs> and then the, hero, are, the heroes coming to save us. That's right. Uh, uh, you know, and, and then it's the girls too, like uh, Batgirl or Superwoman mm. or Catwoman. Or Catwoman. So this is what happens every time someone brings up this concept with me. I get upset a little bit. I get a little bit upset because no one how uh, the programming of, of the nations happen, knowing how the conditioning occurs. And of course, massively, it occurs massively through media, such as films and TV and music and all this. But specifically when it comes to Hollywood, it's there to pass on a specific subconscious agenda. And it, it makes me angry when I can clearly see what that agenda is. Now, people might hear this and say, oh, it's, come on, this is too far-fetched, man. Even you should not go that far. I guarantee you, however, that's not the case at all. So what does a superhero concept say to you? What does it say to anyone? I mean, what it is clearly saying to me, I don't have to do shit because someone is coming to save me, right? I don't have to do... I don't have to take matters in my own hands when it comes to my own life. No, because someone is here to save me. And that someone, I would say, for most people in real life, becomes the government. So people... Mm. This is why, you know, the whole politics thing, of course, politics is really a sore issue for every nation. Uh, and it's, you know, everybody gets really upset about this side and that side. And, and because everyone believes that whatever side that they adhere to is there to save them, is there to save them, and it has their best interest in mind, right? Right. Now, knowing what I know, I have to quote my grandfather when he was exposed to concepts like that. He had a very magical word specific. Do you know what that word is, my friend? No. Bullshit. (laughs) So, no. I would have to say, I don't. The people that it is that we're here to help embrace their inner power, build up their inner strength, become their magical self. More and more every day in every way, these are not the people who are looking to their government to give them stuff in a way that a a little kid is asking daddy or mommy to get them, uh, please, can you get me ice cream? I'll be good. Mm. I'll do all my chores. Right? Yeah. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think going back to the Industrial Revolution, um, I think they that that kind of created a concept where, um, well, it created a number of concepts, retirement being one, which is always one that I've had a had a problem with. But retirement back then was when you're effectively on the scrap heap um, because they couldn't get any more out of you. But the idea of you needing to have a large organization a large factory or whatever who gave you a job kept you in that job for 50 years whatever um until they then threw you out and um, created a mindset amongst people who had previously to a large extent kind of fended for themselves they worked the land and they'd been various craftsmen But then when the kind of the the factory came in, it created this sense of dependence on this wealthy factory owner. And um, it's like as if it's fostered a a mentality which has continued um, down through the years. Because I remember back when I uh, left school, I didn't go to college. I um, went straight in to study accountancy. But the options at the time were if I didn't go to college, was I should get a job in the civil service or I should get a job in the bank or in one of the semi-states, you know, the the electrical company or whatever. Um, and that once you did that and you got in, then you were in for life. You were set for life. And that was the the kind of attitude, which never sat with me at the time, but uh, lots of people took it. And you hear a lot of that narrative coming through when you see um factories and and organizations laying off staff. Like you you see um, at the moment, who is it? The the airlines laying off lots of staff at the moment as a result of the virus. And it's like this big brother um, or big father figure laying these helpless people off. And what are they going to do? Because they're now been rejected and been put on the scrap heap temporarily and it sets up this um well they've it doesn't set it up it's it's uh, it's all been created because of the fact that this um mindset with which people took these jobs um was was set from very early on which is that you need to get into one of these places and you will be looked after so i think that's why people when they lose their jobs they look to government to pay them um unemployment benefits they look to uh, sort out healthcare. They look to um, sort out all kinds of benefits, principally because people's expectation and the message which is coming from the governments as well, as well as the large organizations, is that we will provide this if you toe the line and if you play the game. So I'm with you. I mean, I think the, the to me there's a conflict between the, the narrative around the superhero stories and the hero's journey stories where the superhero story is, is that someone is going to come and save you where the uh, the um hero's journey story is you find your inner power and then you go and do the saving and you go and do the the helping and the supporting so I think uh, I never thought of it until uh, you put it forward as a suggestion for our conversation today, but it, it it is a real contrast in terms of how Hollywood presents things. And it's funny, the there are far less of the uh, hero's journey stories than there are of the other ones. The cavalry was always coming. John Wayne was always coming over the hill. There was, uh, you know, it's been right from the start, The the... Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and, you know, all these people who are coming to save you. Um, Even dogs, Lassie. Lassie's going to come and save you.
1: (laughs) That's right. It's, It's exactly like that. And talking about the hero's journey is actually an excellent point because this is what we're here to promote. We're promoting the engagement within the hero's journey rather than saying, oh, you know, stepping into that kind of territory is too scary. It is too dark. It is too dangerous. It is too risky. So I'm just going to sit here and I have that option to sit here and do nothing about it because guess what? My government, my daddy is going to prevail. Mm -hmm. My daddy is never going to let me die, never gonna let me be destitute. never gonna let me be sick. I mean look now we're like in the middle of pandemic, you know, sort of I guess, because uh, the status changes uh, every other day, but you see people looking to the government, please, God, government, what should I do now, right? Mm. I mean it's. <laughs> What is it, what is it that we can do to be safe? Now, nobody, I mean, not nobody, but most people don't want to, not only do they not want to think for themselves when it comes to you know, their own lives, they don't think it's proper. They don't think it's appropriate to think for themselves because who are they to be thinking for themselves? They haven't done the work. They don't know anything. There are experts out there, my friend. And who are you to tell yourself how, To live your life. You're a nobody, right? This is if you start understanding the connotations and the subconscious messaging that comes out of this bullshit, that's exactly what it says. Once again, what does it say? It says you're too insignificant. You are nothing. You're an asshole. You are a complete non-entity. You don't matter. Shut the F up. (laughs) Yeah. No, I can't. I can course on here, but I prefer not to because I'm a classy guy. You are.
0: Uh <laughs> and, and there's also the other one is that, that that which kind of layers on top of that is that if you if you shut up and if you play the game, then we'll take care of you. Right. And that message comes across all the time. And yet, when it comes down to it in terms of the taking care, there's always strings attached. There's always there's always some kind of problem. I mean, as I said, it ranges from, you know, healthcare, which which ranges in the way in which it's provided. I know in the in the states it's a it's a, a sore subject in that um, what's provided is relatively speaking a lot less compared to say what is provided in many countries in Europe. Um, and yet, when you engage with the system in Europe you find that what it says it does and what it actually does can be hugely different. And the difficulty with with, uh, with all of this, which it, it's one of my uh, bugbears, is that it promotes the development of an entity, a kind of a, a, a sprawling entity, which is the public service. And while there are many aspects of the public service that is extremely like the people there work extremely hard and they're very focused on what they do um, the, the way that it operates uh, allows for 60, 70 percent of the people who are in those organizations to get away with playing the system. and they end up then this this we're looking after you piece is actually, lots of people within those systems looking after themselves right so so you have the public service large numbers of people putting out looking after themselves and not really giving a shit about the people that it's supposed to be serving and then you have politicians who for the most part on either side you wouldn't put them in charge of as we say here a piss up in a brewery because they <laughs> You know, they, they, like most of them here are career politicians. They've never actually done anything. They've never created anything. They've they've played the game. They've gone to the right universities, etc. And then they present themselves for election and they have the machine behind it and then they get elected. And suddenly they're making decisions about everybody's life without having justified it on any level with experience and knowledge um, prior to that. So this is the system that we're looking to. To, to, to take care of us um, if you buy into that so because of all of that my view has been for a long time that you really got to look after yourself and I don't mean that you got to you know go out and get your gun and hole up and uh, I'm if, if somebody's coming for me I'm gonna you know fight my corner I mean to actually come at it from a place where I'm going to learn what I need to know. I'm going to develop myself. I'm going to grow myself. I'm going to create something of value. Um, and from that, I will be able to look after myself.
1: Right, exactly. Now, the, there's, uh, there's a couple of different layers here on that thing, because you talked about the government being uh, largely, largely irrelevant in uh, enforcing the job of doing it for you. You know, it's like, a, it's like, don't worry about it, just sit back, have a beer, you know, fire your fireworks, and uh, we'll take care of it, right? So, just, don't concern your little head, your pretty little head about all these bullshit details. Because, you know, ah, this, it's just too complicated. Just sit back and enjoy. So, but why? Why does this happen? And there's a twofold why this happens, because clearly, number one, nobody needs you. It's like, for example, someone says, you know what? You don't have to go out there and fish. You don't have to learn how to fish. You just sit back there, I'll, you know, pay me this amount of money, and I'll bring you the fish every day. Of course, in uh, Western commerce, you would say, oh, there's nothing wrong about that. Sure, if I need the fish, I don't necessarily have to go out there and get it. But the problem here is that when and when I say fish, we're talking about something that sustains your life, something that you can do to build yourself up to you know, in order to sustain your life, in order to know what it takes for you to be alive in a way that a free animal uh, out there in the wilderness or someone who actually lives in the wilderness should know in order to stay alive mm. uh, to be you know a survivalist in some sort of way. The problem is that when the the guy or girl who brings you the fish for a nominal fee decides uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do this anymore or, or you know <laughs> they just expire all of a sudden. now you are left to your own devices because the money, even the money you were give you were giving them, To get these goods in in, when the time comes, it's not even gonna be good enough because no one's gonna care about the money. Everyone's gonna care about, oh, what you wanna come over to, let's say that, you know, this whole pandemic thing, let's just say, for the sake of an example, that you went, the world went to, uh, what do they call it, Uh, the shit hits the fan, right? Situation. Then people, the ones that survived the first wave or whatever it is. And let's say that government is not operating anymore. Let's just say, just for the sake of argument, okay? I'm not advocating this is what's going to happen. What would happen in the next wave, the people that had any kind of know-how on how to create a sustainable living, would gather together. You would see groups of people creating little sustainable communities, right? And then if you wanted to be part of that community, you couldn't just march in like, hi, I got a hundred dollars, because nobody would give a shit. Yeah. They, they would need to know, oh, what do you know? What can you offer this group That would make you valuable. And you see, it doesn't need to get that extreme for people to understand how important it is to be that kind of person. Mm. Because this is who you are for yourself, my friend. This is what you come here to do. Once again, the mission. The mission is to become a person that is as grand and as magical as possible and knows how to be, to stand on their own two feet. Mm. Without needing, you know, someone to hold them up, to prop them up. And of course, on another note, when, the, when you let the government do that for you, it's not even done properly, right? Because mm. they're ripping you off. The benefits, you unemployment benefits that you get, they're not free. The government is like they're like, look, you're my kid. And for that reason, you know, hey, what are you going to do? I have to support you. No, I'm sorry. That, that's not how it works. How it works is they keep on pimping you your entire life, right? All this money bleeds out of you into the pockets of the the govern the government, you know, whatever how you, you want to define that, and then it's just like insurance, it's like just, just an insurance policy, right? Why do you think insurance companies are so plentiful and they're doing so wonderfully well. Why, if they're there to help you, I tell you why. Because they suck your blood all your life, and the one instance that they have to pay up, what they're paying is peanuts compared, mm. to, compared to what they've gotten back. And everyone, you don't don't take my word for it. Look what happens if you have a car accident. Look what happens to your insurance next month, mm. right? because it's not even like oh. Mr. and Mrs Insurance I've been paying you up the ass for 10 years now. I had one accident, okay? I've already paid this a hundredfold. Why do you need to further increase my fees next month? And for however many years down the road. You know why? Because they are pimping you. Yeah? That's why.
0: And that's assuming they pay out and haven't found some way of getting out of the
1: payment as well. Yeah. So yeah. the superhero doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah. You know why? Because a superhero doesn't exist. Mm. Because that superhero, in order to exist, he needs to come from inside of you. And that's a great mission to have. That's a great goal to have because that superhero exists inside of you it doesn't exist outside of you no one can provide that kind of service for you other than yourself
0: yeah like i remember hearing the phrase um the first time the guy who wrote the book um that uh will smith played do you remember the in search of in search of happiness or or no the i don't remember what it was called but
1: i don't know. yeah
0: yeah and uh the guy who wrote the book, um, again, I can't remember his name, I think it was Chris something, He, uh, I remember reading the the, the um, uh, a book that he wrote afterwards, and uh, one of the things he said, I'd never heard the expression before, was uh, something that his mother used to say to him when he was watching um, these old Westerns, black and white Westerns, when he was growing up, and uh, there was some, the hero or whatever was in danger. And the next minute over the hill, you'd hear, (laughs) and the, the cavalry would have, have, uh, would, would, would arrive on the horizon. And the Indians would be overrun and everyone would be saved and all that sort of stuff. And his mother used to say to him, you stop looking at that. She said, "Uh, the cavalry ain't coming. The cavalry income and You gotta work from the cavalry income coming. That's a terrible accent, but uh, that was basically the uh, the message. And and that's it. I mean, you have to operate from a place where, if I assume that in order to get myself out of the current position, that no one is going to come along and sort it for me, no one is going to do me a favor, then that puts you in a position where you either have to take responsibility. Or you curl up and die, basically. And for most people, once they uh, get over the message that here are the facts, they are what they are, and nobody's coming to save me, most of the time people find it in themselves to start moving forward from there. Because it's it's the lies and the hope and the, well, someone will help me and all this kind of stuff that usually keeps us stuck. Um, for far too long and I've been in that place numerous times over the years and it's taken several times for it to happen before I finally got to the point where I said do you know what I can't can't do this anymore It wasn't that I was expecting to someone to come and sort it out but it was like I was expecting there to be a resolution which was a lot easier than I believed it should be so, having a tough solution and and having to take some tough action, I was avoiding that because I thought it could be done easier. And I think when you get to the point where you go, I've got to, I can't rely on anything else. I've got to take action. I've got to move from here. All of a sudden your concerns, your fears, they don't turn out to be anything like what they were when you were making it up in your head. They, they typically fall away and you typically find solutions but we're not trained or conditioned to do that we're not trained to find solutions we're trained to and conditioned to listen to what other people tell us and then operate from there and that's that's why uh, i mean it's it's a long held view that's why we don't self actualize that's why we don't really Reach our potential. But when we see other people who are doing it, and this is where I think the superhero comes in, we kind of like looking at people who have the story is that they fought against adversity and then they, you know, they found this power and then they put on this suit and then they go saving people. We like watching that. But it's like, yeah, we'll watch it because somebody else is doing it and we like to admire them but we don't really think that we can do it
1: ourselves. That's right. And it this, this is rational that we don't think that do it, we can do it ourselves because the way that it's being portrayed is at some, impo- it's an impossible job. Hmm. This is what happens when you're a superhero. It's an impossible job. So the subliminal message here is that even if you wanted to do that, you would be ridiculous. You know, yeah. you'd be like, what are you smoking, my friend? Yeah. You'll never be that person. So, you, you know, shut the F up, sit there, like, watch your Netflix, drink a beer, and let us do our job. Yeah. yeah to save you <laughs> yeah and
0: the other thing as well is that that um while you know obviously the superheroes in the movies are are one thing um like there are a plethora of in inverted commas superheroes who who aren't uh like that but they're portrayed as being special and different so you'll get elon musk up on a pedestal you'll get right. gary Vee up on a pedestal you'll get richard branson up on a pedestal And all of these people who, um, yes, they've done things. They've probably, in most cases, developed a lot of their own potential. But then as soon as that happens, they then, they're put up there too. And they're seen as superheroes. And while they may not have the cape and and all that and the mask, um, and they're not swinging out of buildings, they are revered in the same way that they um, are somehow extra special and that we could never
1: do that. That's right. That, that's, that's a perfect, brilliant point because the same thing happens, absolutely, with all these people that then they be glorified and mm-hmm. uh, they are put on a pedestal and then they become the gurus. Right? It's yeah. so, oh, Deepak Chopra said blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, oh, my God. They, they, it doesn't matter what he said because he said it, now my life is shattered. Yeah. Right? And here's the thing. All these people that are very capable, very smart, and uh, very blessed with the ability to come up with insights to then teach the crowds, they are, I I will never say they're not, necessary right they're, they're great but the problem is here that either consciously or or, or subconsciously these people end up becoming the guru now I, nobody can convince me that Tony Robbins never wanted to be that person mm-hmm. you know that thousands of people would just go like he like the Beatles just came to America you know what I mean it's like it, it, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. What is it? I could say something, and I have, by the way, <laughs> something, uh, you know, that in some ways is a little more profound about anything than anything that Tony Robbins has said, but nobody loses their shit over what I said. Why? Because I said it, right? And yeah. who the fuck am I? Yeah. But so, so this is what it is. It's, it's a cult of personality. Yeah, this is what's happening here, right? And everyone's like, oh give me motivation. you are been master, give me some motivation. We look what we're here to do. What what I'm here to do, what I'm here to preach is that you should be freed, should be taken off That we open up the cage, let that mind <laughs> out. Because no one will do it for you. Look, even if a, Tony Robbins, you know, A, A Bob Proctor, A, Joe Vitali, all these wonderful human beings, even if they wanted to have you be free, even if that's what their intention is, the way that they go about doing these things is that they keep on perpetuating this cult of personality. You know, join us for this masterclass that will ruin your life. <laughs> it, was, it will be... The most incredible thing you've ever experienced. Now, when I experience that, especially if I am if I don't know, if I haven't explored my inner psyche, my subconscious blocks, my programs, any of that stuff, I go there and I see someone who just pushes my buttons one, two, three, and I feel like holy shit. How did you know that about me? (laughs) You know what I mean? And and then they become the new Jesus in my life. And this Mm -hmm. is why, you see, I don't mean in disrespect, right? That's not my goal here. All I'm saying is if you have to go to a Tony Robbins seminar twice a year for 10 years in a row, then there's something wrong with that. Yeah.
0: There's, 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 it's It speaks to the thing that I think that's at the core of this is that, I mean, Tony Robbins and Joe Vitale and Bob Proctor and, you know, we could name them and name them and name them. Um, I mean, they're just doing what they're doing and that's fine. There's no issue with that. And they have, you know, most of them have great intentions around what they want to help people with and what they want to teach people. I mean, you know, we're in our own individual, and even in this um, podcast, in our collective way, trying to do something similar. We're trying to help people, we have a particular belief about what we're doing, and we want to talk and spread the word. So if that turns into a situation where thousands of people start, you know, paying to, you know, see us or do a course or whatever, then that's fine. But what we're I think what we're saying here is that we are not the answer. We have a message, but we are not the answer to, to you changing your life. You are the answer to you changing your life. And while we may something that w- may say something that's helpful, this hopefully and other stuff that we've shared, um, it's all down to you. So coming to see us twice a year for 10 years just wouldn't make sense. I mean, that's, That's stalking, I think. (laughs) Um, Whereas if you think constantly coming and you need your dose of Tony Robbins or you need your regular top up of Bob Proctor, um, that's not good. Because that means that you're dependent, which means that you don't believe that you can do this yourself. And what we're about is trying to convey the fact that you can do it yourself you can be your own Bob Proctor, you can be your own Tony Robbins in whatever field that you choose to be in because they got there by by being nobodies to start with and they becoming who they have eventually come become by by working at it and believing that they could do it. So that's all we're, we're talking about here.
1: Right. And that brilliantly said, my friend, I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm at a loss for words. (laughs) You're in awe. (laughs) Which which for me, this is... You've seen Jesus again. (laughs) Look, that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Now, here's another point. The reason why all these gurus are not the answer to your questions is because they can't be. They can't possibly be. Right. Because if they were, then we would have to admit that human consciousness is a cookie cutter bullshit, uh, you know, situation here that you can just take it and multiply it and duplicate it mm. and then treat it as if it were a science experiment. And you freaking can't do that. Why? Because we are magical. Because that's what it means to be magical. Because we are gods and goddesses. Because that means that every one of us is a unique snowflake. And I don't mean that in the flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is totally true. You <laughs> can. No, you can. There's no recipe for you that can come out of me or that can come out of anyone's mouth. You know, even. Even Jesus coming down telling you, hey, you got to do that and you'll be cool. Now, of course, I know very many people would say, I will burn in hell for that. Mm. But I'm <clears throat> too late for that. that. i about to take it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's important for you to take these messages as pointers. You know, as like, for example, for example, like someone... Is teaching you how to do um, how to do mountain climbing, right? Yes. Exactly. You, these these are the okay. Do that and avoid those pitfalls and don't do it. this. Is the kind of gear that you get and the, you know that's how yeah. you treat that. But you can't take these people up on that specific mission, going up, climbing up Everest or wherever it is you want to go. They're not there. And yeah. guess what? All that is all that they gave you was pointers that hopefully you can utilize and use to implement this knowledge into becoming a wisdom of your own that now becomes a program. And nobody can take that away from you.
0: But that requires, I mean, that example is a great, great example, but, but that requires the initial acceptance, desire, and intention to become a mountain climber or to climb the particular hill that you want to climb. So how do I do that? Just like, how do I learn to play the guitar? Who do I talk to that can teach me, give me the pointers. I practice it. I can do it. So we can kind of get our heads around doing things like that. What we don't seem to have uh, our heads around um, as a, as a race, I suppose, as a human race, generally because of this conditioning is that we Um, we don't know what we are about. We don't know why we're here. So therefore we need to look to somebody else to tell us why we're here. So it's like as if we approach that um, not from the perspective of I want to learn and I want to become, it's I'm really lost and I really hope someone can tell me. Mm -hmm. That's how we approach it. And that's why when we go looking to religion, we're, we're, we're approaching it like that. It's like, I'm not worthy to possibly have my own intentions or my own thoughts about how I should approach this. I just need to be told by someone. And then it goes to, I don't know how I should live my life or how I might become a, um, you know, a great speaker or whatever it is I want to be. I need to go and speak to someone like Tony Robbins and have that approach to rather than the mountain climbing one, which is I want to become a great speaker. So who do I need to speak to, to, to teach me about this? Who do I learn from? Oh, I'll go and I'll watch Tony Robbins in action and I'll see how good he is and what he says. And is, do I need to know loads of stuff or does he just keep spouting the same shit all the time and people keep coming back and paying for it. Um oh yes he does. So <laughs> that's that's a good piece of information. Um so it's it's the sense that um we can we need to embrace we can be whatever we want to be and then we can look to find out how it is that we become that thing, that person, by looking to guides and signals, or or, um, not signals, but um, information that we require along the way, like being the mountain climber. And we can do it at any level we choose. And some people get on with it and do it. That's why we have our Richard Bransons. That's why we have our Elon Musks. There are guys who saw it and they said, you know, as Richard Branson says, screw it, let's do it. Uh, I mean, he's the first one to admit that he's no genius. He just had a go and timing and look and persistence and ballsiness and whatever got him there. And now he's up on a pedestal. And he doesn't even like being there, even though he likes the celebrity, but he admits that he doesn't particularly like the the adulation piece. So the, the problem is, lots of people could have done it everyone could have done it the way that uh, that the way that he did it they wouldn't have all been successful but they would have taken it taken it by the scruff of the neck and had a go and lived the life as fully as they possibly could but there's he's an exception in that respect and i suppose what we're trying to say is that where people have told you that you just need to toe the line and people will look after you you need to say no not doing that. I want to be my own Richard Branson. I want to be my own Tony Robbins, and I want to create the life that I want for myself. And I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. Because you know what? He's nothing special. But I suppose with with this and while we're we're saying, okay, guys, this is what you should be doing. You know, let let take take in the cap. You don't have to look for stuff from other people. Put the cap on your head. You don't need to hold it hold it out so people would give you stuff. What's the What's the first step? You know what? What after we've told people to wake up and start taking responsibility and create the life they want, and we've I know we've we'll will covered this before, but let's just cover it again. Absolutely, what's the first step.
1: I, I'm down to covering this in some way, form, uh, or form every on every single episode. And why not? Yeah, and this is what the whole reason why we're having this uh, podcast is. So right, this this is how, in a very practical way, this is how I treat this um, kind of stuff. By the way, my my desire for this is very similar to anyone who I have helped with hypnotherapy to overcome certain obstacles. Okay? It, Zero number of of these people turned me into a guru or a teacher. They have gone on create incredible lives, all of them, they have overcome their obstacles, they've overcome the programs, and they don't even need me Mm. anymore. It's, it's so sad. That's
0: a bad business model.
1: <laughs> but, but I mean, this, when we get to the point of helping people do that, then we will, I th- this will be my personal kind of like heaven. Mm. Is You know what? Everyone needs that. If someone comes to me and says, yeah, I'll give you $1,000 to help me free myself, okay I, I, I'll take that yeah. and and now I will do that which you asked and freeing yourself means not having to come back to me in six months and be like, oh how do I free myself again? you know mm. I have freed myself can I have some more freedom please? Mm. So, so that's that's the bottom line So practically how I do this, what do you need? what do you want? what is your desire if I want, to find out how to for example I've been really investing energy and money into becoming being a homesteader you know for years now progressively because it's a you know it's a it's a, it's a process <clears throat> excuse me so if you want to do that I want to be a homesteader. let's say that's your desire first you have to be sure that this is what you want mm. and uh, how are you sure if someone told you oh, it's going to take you five years to do that and you're still like, Oh, okay, All right, let's do it. <laughs> then you're good. You know, if, if what you want, and not, that's not to say that you can't get it done in six months. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying, if you're willing to do this, if someone tells you it's going to take you years to do it, then that means you're on the right path because the force that is leading you is that inner guide that knows that this is gonna be tremendously awesome for you down the road. It's going to help you in so many different ways, not just in one way. So if I wanna be a homesteader, right? And I'm asking myself, hey, why do I wanna be a homesteader? The first answer that comes to mind is I want freedom. I don't want to be depending on anyone. I don't want to know that if the supermarket says, whoops, all the farmers are like, oh, eh, fuck it, we're not doing this anymore. Or all the crops are burned or, you know, pandemic or E. coli or whatever.
0: Think of locusts.
1: Yeah. So now I'm sitting there with my thumb up my ass, right? Oh my God, I'm going to die. So I don't want to have to deal with that. I want to know. And of course, that is not fear-based. This is something that tells me I need to validate that I have a right to be on this plane as a sovereign human being because <coughs> I got something to offer. I can help someone.
0: Right?
1: Mm. I'm not just a dead weight. And, and you know, if you're if you're a lover of uh, socialism, you'd be like, well, you know, you can have someone. In your boat, that is disabled. And of course, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Of course we help the disabled people. We know this. but here's my question: Who amongst us in a sinking boat will allow everyone to be in the dark ocean unless they have the dead weight go? I'm sorry, this is a I'm not a cruel human being. I'm saying this is what nature this is natural law, so it is my duty to do everything I can for myself to be as independent as I possibly can be. So then I say, yes, now I know. I want to be a homesteader. I want to be independent. When you're independent in your thought, when you when your mind is independent, then everything else around you. Tends to want to follow that same rule because, uh, in in the in a similar fashion with the law of attraction, when you have resolved uh, and released all the programs that tell you that it's not either it's not okay to be abundant or uh, it's not possible or you know whatever it is is holding you back from uh, realizing, actualizing materializing what it is that you want in your life, then once it happens on the inside, it reflects on the outside in every single way. So now that I know that my mind is independent, I, I that reflects into my outer world which is you know my life, my everyday um, mater- how should I say a material or practical however life right existence. So I need to be independent. So now the next question is, what do I need in order to be independent? What do I need to know? What do I need to implement? And uh, what is, the, can I make a greenhouse? What kind of climate am I dealing with? How can I do that properly? So every day as I'm researching and implementing this kind of stuff, I'm becoming more powerful. I'm becoming more of a superhero. I'm becoming more every day than I ever was before. And so taking simple steps one at a time will very soon get you to be at a place where you won't recognize yourself anymore. So,
0: but but the, the bit, like if you take, some people may not want to be a homesteader. So... They just want to be the best, or they would. They would like to move out of a situation where they're in that bank job or that civil service job, or um, you know, they've they've had the cap out and they've played the game. And another one we didn't mention them, but the unions have had a huge part in yes. maintaining that um, culture of dependence as well. Rely on us, we'll sort you out, and uh, stay a member and fall into line but um once someone decides that they they would like to um to actualize themselves they'd like to to stop looking for the handouts i mean what what is the shift in what is the shift in consciousness or mindset that gets them from a place where they're in that trap to a place where at least they've turned around and said, "I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm, i I'm I want to be my best self. I want to I want to go in a direction which allows me to direct the rest of my life on my terms and the way that I want to live it, without the sense of dependence on a welfare state or other people supposedly looking after me." How do I get how do I make that initial shift?
1: I I would start with an affirmation. And that affirmation in this case is I am capable of provide providing for myself and my family. Mm. I am capable mm. of finding ways to provide for myself and my family without needing to have a handout, without needing anyone else to be that provider but I am that provider so you start with that and then you scan within you in what way would it serve you best yeah to actualize that to materialize that right if i want to be a provider in other words you know i'm uh, i have a couple of different ways to say that this is how i want to do this right i want to do this by Uh, being able to help people free their mind i want to do this by creating and creating starts with this and then it expands into other categories such as my actual art artistic expression my music all this kind of stuff so everything all this stuff comes together now to help me release myself Mm -hmm. from the chains of the you know all you have to work for me. Otherwise, you know, if, if I don't like you or if I can't sustain you, I'm just gonna let you go. And now you're a bum, you know, being like, what am I going to do now? But that's the bottom line is that everyone, I don't care if you're happy, you know, being an employee mm. for the sake of your own spirit, you should be always developing your inner gifts.
0: Mm. Because so even 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 to start to develop sort of a side hustle of some sort, you know, to start putting yourself into a position where you are the maker, the creator, the um, almost the employer, even if the only employer is is yourself. Um, but you're directing what's happening as distinct from going in and working for somebody else. Um, and so by practicing and by doing things, even if it's not your main thing initially, you're starting to fuel that particular part of your spirit, the one which says, I can do this and I can direct things rather than be
1: dependent on other people. Absolutely. And I'll give you a small example, then we'll close, because once again, guess what? (laughs) Uh, My wife recently started being obsessed about learning how to bake bread. Okay. She and I, you know, I watch these things with her because she's very she's multi talented, mm. and she has all these uh, outlets that that she plugs herself in, and uh, I'm always watching with interest uh so i see her being like oh you know i'm gonna make this bread but, oh the bread does not come out god damn it and, and, and <laughs> you know she keeps on you know listening to the podcast or or watching youtube or following someone who is a great baker and guess what within like a month she baked some kick-ass bread you know that i've never had before yeah and i'm thinking to myself holy shit, this is awesome now is that something that can change a person's life? Absolutely. Because yeah. now she's already taking orders from you know people locally, right? Around the, the neighborhood and in the community, because people see that. Oh my god, that's right. Uh, Facebook, you know, pictures of you know yeah. testimonials, but it's fucking awesome. And people are like, Well, how can I get my hands on one of those? Mm. You know what I mean? So am I saying she's gonna be rich by that? No. Or I don't know, I have no idea, there's no way to know. But what I'm saying is that kind of conversation between your Mm -hmm. inner child, between your subconscious and your conscious mind happening so flawlessly, getting to a point of understanding that now I am engaging in something that gives me pleasure. It doesn't just give me pleasure because I love eating bread. It gives me pleasure because I'm providing, right, for my community. And my community is nourished by this, and my community appreciates this. And now I become a superhero in my own way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, so it's finding ways to, to build on that and adding piece by piece, and whether that's going down the extended rabbit hole of bread making, or whether it's bread making on one <coughs> side, and it's woodwork on the other, and it's photography on the other, it's it's putting you into a place where you are the creator, you are the maker, you are the leader, as it were, of your own, own life. Um, and by virtue of the fact that you're doing that, you're speaking to your spirit, which is um, and your subconscious, which is helping you go even further in that direction, so that the level of dependency that you have on, let's call it these institutions, the man, um, that's significantly reduced by virtue of the fact that you are doing this. And that that's what we're trying to say to people is that's what you need to foster in order to... Um, Give your individuality, your own sense of self, the opportunity to develop and grow, rather than looking to people over there saying how wonderful they are. Please motivate me. Please help me. Um, I'm I'm beholden to you and I'm dependent on you, which is really pretty pathetic when you think about it.
1: Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, and of course, you know, we should close with that. But that, that's that's a great way to close this um that i um, my last statement will be like do not allow yourself to be part of a hive mind mm. okay the, yeah. the hive mind is how a drone would work mm. it's an automaton yeah you are here to express that individuality this is why you're incarnated in a body uh it, You know, be that as it may, that that body is an illusion, that that separation is an illusion, we are here to make that separation produce something that will be of value. Mm. So do not be a part of the hive mind, feed that individuality, right? Isn't that what independence is all about anyway? Absolutely. Happy Independence Day. That's right.
0: Happy Independence Day. Every day is Independence Day, as we said at the start.
1: Every day in every way. Yeah. So thank you, my friend, for all your beautiful insights once again today. And I would say, as we always do, until next week. Let's be careful out there. And don't let your mind kill you. Thanks for listening to Your Mind is
0: Trying to Kill You with alexandros megas and vincent Byrne. if you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode then we would love if you would subscribe on apple podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on and you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well it would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week.